guys, welcome back to the podcast, Relax with Alex. This is your host, Alex. (laughs) This podcast is dedicated to the highly sensitive, those with high levels of anxiety or stress. So if that's you, maybe, I hope you feel welcomed. I hope you feel that you're in the right place, a safe place, and I hope you feel ready to get relaxed. So today we're going to talk about burnout the different stages of burnout, how to prevent burnout and becoming extremely overwhelmed, and also just what burnout is, obviously. So we're going to get into that. I feel like this episode is pretty timely for me right now because I just started a new job working in a restaurant. And I guess I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself to make a good first impression. I told my employer that I was available to work pretty much every day. And I think I do this sometimes because I'm scared of not being available enough. And sometimes I overdo it and I say that I'm available more than I really am. And (laughs) this is a problem I'm still working at, obviously, because I just got this job and I just made this mistake yet again. Here we are. And just to clarify, when I say that I say that I'm available more than I really am, what I mean by that is I just say I'm available for more days than I can mentally and physically take on. So every day that I've been scheduled, I've been able to work. I haven't had an obligation because I still said like what time I'd be able to work after so that there wouldn't be any obligations with other commitments but I um I didn't give myself much room for relaxing and refueling and being by myself and yeah so I have to be careful of that I have to maybe make a decision with that and message my boss and let him know that I can maybe work one day less but for the next week I'm just gonna push myself work really hard and go from there but yeah this uh this episode is gonna be pretty good for me just making it for you guys because it's gonna really help me to think about my life and where I can maybe reel it back a little bit and reshift things so that I can focus more energy on myself and refueling supporting my energy okay so let's just start this discussion with what is burnout well according to psychology today burnout is a state of emotional mental and often physical exhaustion brought on by prolonged or repeated stress though it's most often caused by problems at work it can also appear in other areas of life such as parenting caretaking, or romantic relationships. So maybe this is a familiar term to you, maybe not, but burnout is a little bit different than stress, just plain old stress, because burnout is an extended period of stress. If your stress feels like it's never ending and it comes with feelings of emptiness or hopelessness, then it might be indicative of burnouts. I guess you might be wondering, how do I know if I've reached burnout? 
Well, do you feel dreadful about going to work or studying or even doing things for fun? Do you find yourself procrastinating often? Maybe watching TV too often or playing video games or going on your phone or, I don't know, even just sitting doing nothing. That honestly is a big sign for me. When I'm burnt out, I'm too tired to even watch TV. And when I do watch TV, when I know I have to be doing something else or I should be doing something else, I get this like disgusted feeling inside and I get so stressed out that I can't even relax enough to watch TV because I know that it's not what I should be doing. So I wonder if um anyone else gets that way. I'm sure maybe you have. Uh, anyway, if you have reached burnout, you probably feel irritable all the time. Angry at yourself or at the world. So, maybe take a moment and pause. Ask yourself these questions. Do I feel dreadful about going into work or studying? Do I feel dreadful about coming home and seeing my partner? Or taking care of my kids, if you have kids? Or going and hanging out with your family? Like, what what is a source of, like, dread for you if that makes sense or what causes dread for you because it might not even be your job or how much work you have to do but it might be a relationship or a community or it could be your relationship with yourself honestly really think about okay like what area of my life really is like kind of like the area that you stuff in your closet or under your bed and you pretend like it's not there and you just want to deal with it later so ask yourself that and if you find yourself procrastinating often I do have an episode that I recorded a little while back I will be sure to reshare it to my Instagram stories so you guys can find that Uh, But I do have an episode on how to stop procrastinating if you're interested in checking that one out after you listen to this one. Okay, please ignore the screaming children in the background if you can hear that. I live right next to an elementary school and right next to a church and right next to an airport. I've mentioned this in other episodes. There's a lot of noises just around me. Uh, Really plays, plays a toll a trick on my ADHD brain and so (laughs) it's really distracting for me I know you probably don't even hear it but it is what it is just letting you know because I hear them screaming right now and it's making me stressed out but okay let's take a deep breath inhale through your nose exhale One more deep breath in. Exhale. Okay, so there are five stages to burnout. I'm going to go through those quickly. I don't want to spend too much time on this. I just want you to have a little bit of background information just so you kind of get a better idea of how burnout 
is not something that just like happens. It is something that develops over time. And as with anything, when there are stages to something, when something develops over time, that means you can intervene during those stages, during those phases, and kind of prevent things from getting worse, prevent things from going to the next stage. And I think when you have a clearer understanding of how these stages are broken down, then you know better, okay, I can remember when I get to this stage to do this so that I can bring myself back to ground level, (laughs) to zero. Okay, so let's get into it. The first stage is the honeymoon phase. And we often see this when we undertake a new task. This is what I'm going through right now. I just started working in a restaurant and it's exciting. You know, we have high job satisfaction in the very beginning of starting a new job because it's new, it's exciting. We're more energized, we're more creative. We have more time we think we have more time at least to commit. Uh, After a little while, you get to that point where you're like, okay, I don't love going to work anymore. Like you still, you still love it, obviously, but like it's different, you know, when it's brand new. So this is the first phase of burnout. And you might start to experience stress or a little bit of overwhelm just because of the newness of it and because you're learning a lot and because you're putting a lot of energy in just even when you're off the clock, trying to get ahead, trying to study, trying to reflect on how things are going. I know I'm definitely doing this. I come home from work and I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, I need to write this down because this happened today at work and I didn't like the way that I was able to handle it Next time, I want to be able to do this. For me, personally, I like to write those things down. I like to study a lot. I've been studying the menu for the work, or for the restaurant I'm working at. But this is obviously something I have to do because I was told to study it. So it's not like I'm doing that for no reason. But still, it is stressful is all I'm saying. But it's exciting at the same time. Common symptoms of the honeymoon phase is free-flowing creativity, high productivity levels, job satisfaction, optimism, sustained energy levels. You know, you're just able to push yourself to work a lot and you you always want to be like proving to yourself that you can do more. You can do more and proving to others too, I'm sure. But anyway, so there's like a theory, I guess, that if you create better coping strategies while you're in the honeymoon phase, you can sustain the honeymoon phase indefinitely. So you can kind of just remain in this exciting, energized, creative phase if you support your well-being simultaneously to working a lot and so that's something we definitely should explore how can we support ourselves during this time well I think for me what I've been doing 
is working out still. That's really helped me. Yes, I'm on my feet working long shifts. And it's hard to get myself to work out sometimes now because I just feel so physically tired and drained after a long shift. But sweating, going and doing an exhilarating, fun spin workout or yoga class or bar class or Pilates workout or something, it is exciting to me and it helps me feel creative. I don't know about you, but when I go and like, do a workout class, I just get so much more excited about the rest of my day and my brain, everything just feels refreshed and I have better energy. And I want to support my energy so that I can take that positive, exciting energy and bring that into my work environment, you know? I don't wanna show up at work stressed about, oh, I'm gonna be on my feet all day, this is gonna suck. I wanna, you know, even if it pushes myself a little bit further, go to work with that energy from working out the positive energy and bring that to that new environment. And so that's something that's working for me. You can think of something that works for you perhaps. Let's move on. The next phase of burnout is the onset of stress. So this is kind of the beginning of an awareness of some days just being a little bit more tedious or difficult than others. You might feel slightly less optimistic on some days. You might feel a little bit drained physically, mentally, or emotionally. Common symptoms of an onset of stress is anxiety, avoidance of decision-making, change in your appetite is a big one, fatigue, forgetfulness, just like a general neglect of your personal needs. It can be little things too, like grinding your teeth at night and uh, getting more headaches than normal or just feeling like out of breath more because you're holding your breath and you're stressed and you're forgetting to just do breathe <laughs> sorry <clears throat> you're forgetting to take deep breaths cleansing breaths maybe you're not hanging out with as many people as you used to or you're being less reliable as a friend as a partner so when you see these things just starting to appear after a phase of not experiencing those symptoms for a while then you should probably ask yourself hmm hmm did I start something new recently that could have been causing this shift in my life that could have been causing this anxiety to surface for me or this fatigue this irritability Ask yourself, what did I bring in to basically bring all these things to the surface? In my last job, I reached burnout so badly that I just stopped eating a lot during the day. I ate at night always, but during the day, I just couldn't get myself to eat because I'd be so stressed at work that I just wouldn't have an appetite. 
And that was a huge problem for me because it wasn't anything to do with how I looked or how I wanted people to see me in my body. It really had nothing to do with the physical appearance of my body. It just was like the stress. It caused me to not have an appetite. And that is something that can really F you up. I'm just saying. Because for me, I lost a lot of weight. And I always, like, told people that it was unexpected. That it just kind of happened on its own. And I'm not saying it didn't. I really didn't try to lose weight. But looking back, I do know that I wasn't eating as much as, like, I normally do. As much as I do today, for instance now that I have reached a better place emotionally but um yeah I know that my stress had a huge impact on just my my diet and um some people some people want to lose weight this is a pretty touchy topic so trigger warning a lot of people do get stressed that affects their appetite then they don't eat that much and then they start losing weight and then they're happy that they lost weight because maybe they were stressed about being overweight um and they weren't really trying to you know they didn't have the intention of changing their diet or their appetite to lose weight but it just happened as a result of their stress and then they are happy because they lost weight and so sure they're stressed they're not eating as much they're more tired because they're not eating as much but they like the way they look more because they're skinnier or you know just looking more slim and then they choose to do nothing about it they just choose to keep going on as they are I don't know I think maybe I did this for a while I think maybe I really did want to lose weight for so long, and I tried so hard to. I worked out all the time. I ate super healthy, and nothing nothing changed. And then the timing of me losing weight, it just kind of, like, happened to be when I was changing my appetite a little. Like, I didn't force my appetite to change. I just was stressed and not as hungry during the day. Um... I think it was really hard for me to snap out of it. But eventually, I ended up going on antidepressants. And that helped me to bring my appetite back. And once I started eating more regularly, forcing myself to eat like a small breakfast and lunch and some snacks, uh, I started feeling so much more energized and awake and intentional just present through my day and it's made a huge difference for me and then now as I work out more I am hungry all the time and I'm eating just a lot more than I uh, was for a while and I feel so much better now and I still feel super fit and healthy and love my body and yeah That's all I'm going to say about that. I have gone off on a small tangent as I normally do. 
<laughs> but I guess I was just kind of going off about one of the symptoms of an onset of stress, which is a change to your appetites. So pay attention to if any little stressors are showing up for you that are new to you. You're like, oh, I'm not normally forgetful. What is wrong with me? Oh, maybe it's because I started going, working in this restaurant and pushing myself all the time and exhausting my brain and my body. And that could be why. Hmm. It could be anything, though, really. It could be just like that you're taking too many classes at once. Or that you're juggling too much. You don't say no enough to people asking you for favors. Just pay attention. Write down a list of things that cause you stress. Narrow it down to what are the top one or two things that cause you the most stress. Do you need to be doing those things still? Could someone else fill that role for you? Or is that role fixed for you? Do you have to be there? Do you have to show up? If you do have to be there, how can you support yourself? What can you do to alleviate more stress? What what else on your plate could you maybe set aside or take a pause with? You don't have to be afraid to tell people that you need a break, too. That's a big thing. The next stage of burnouts... I love how I said I was going to move through these quickly and I haven't really been, so <laughs> I apologize, but I'm trying, I'm trying. The next stage, we've got three more. The third stage is chronic stress. So this is when your stress sinks in, it sits there, it solidifies, it is just extreme. Chronic stress, this is a marked change in your stress levels. Going from motivation to experiencing stress on an incredibly frequent basis. So, common symptoms of chronic stress is maybe you have a more cynical attitude. You're a little bit mean. A little bitchy, for lack of a better word. Maybe your friends are like, dude, what's wrong with you? You're being kind of a bitch. (laughs) This has happened to me sometimes. My friend's like what is up? You're never like this. Okay, moving on. Uh, Lack of hobbies. Maybe you're not feeling in the mood to do anything for fun. All the things you love doing in your free time just seem like the last thing you want to do right now. Maybe you're feeling more resentful. Maybe you're procrastinating more, both at work and at home. You know, maybe you're not cleaning up after yourself, taking care of your hygiene, doing your dishes, doing your laundry, washing your bedding, changing them. Maybe your closet's a mess. Maybe you have dust everywhere collecting up. And, uh, which is quite a metaphor if you ask me. Yeah, think about it. Maybe you're actually getting sick. You feel sick, like you're throwing up because you're stressed. I've been there. It's not pretty. Uh, if if that's you, I urge you to seek help. I urge you to seek a professional. Get professional help. Maybe go to a therapist. Maybe go to a doctor. 
because when that started happening to me, I, um, just throwing up because of how stressed I was, I had to go see my doctor, go get some tests done, make sure everything was okay, and talk to my therapist and work through that. It wasn't, it wasn't an easy thing to figure out. And learning that it was all mental was really hard for me to swallow too because I felt trapped. I didn't know how to make that stop. And I just anticipated it every day. When I was younger, I went through something similar when I was in track where I just like, this is really personal, but I'm going to talk about it anyway because I don't know. I'm hoping maybe there's someone out there that will benefit from hearing this, but like, is a little gross so just heads up but <laughs> if you want to skip a minute ahead <laughs> and yeah <laughs> okay no I don't know why I'm getting nervous um basically when I was in high school and in track I would get sick to my stomach every day when I went down to track practice especially when I had track competitions races And I would get so sick to my stomach that I would literally shit my pants when I was running. This happened almost every day. And I got to the point where it happened so much that I would, like, say I was sick and just not run. Or I would hide in the bathroom all of practice. Or I would just hide and not show up to my races. I would just kind of scratch. I don't know if that's what they call it not showing up to your race but that's what they called it in gymnastics um yeah or I would just not eat anything the day before or up like unto like like right before the race because I would be scared that I would get sick and um yeah and I anticipated it every time because I knew that it had happened in the past and that it was probably gonna happen again it did happen when I could have probably just sought help and uh, really worked through that stress. I think I have a lot of trauma healing that I need to do, body healing. And I still need to do that. I, I have to work through that. Because, damn, your mind is powerful. And anticipating illness... There needs to be more said about that and how to go about supporting that when you're experiencing it because it's not an easy, uh, it's not easy waters to navigate through. Anyway, other common symptoms of just chronic stress is always being late for work or waking up too late, snoozing through your alarms. Even if you get enough sleep, just feeling drained still. Maybe you're drinking too much coffee. Maybe you're drinking too much alcohol or smoking too much weed or taking a different substance. I don't know. Maybe you just feel like threatened that someone's going to come and get you, get you in trouble, throw you under the bus, make you feel like you are unworthy. And at the same time, you feel unworthy because you haven't been on your game and so it's almost like you know oh I've committed this crime of being a lazy a lazy f (laughs) I'm trying not to cuss that much on this podcast because 
I want to be a calming place. <laughs> oh. But anyway, um, maybe you're being lazy and you know that you could get in trouble for procrastinating things. And you feel like a fraud sometimes and you don't want to be figured out. That could be a sign that you are experiencing chronic stress. Or denial even. Just denial that you even have a problem to begin with. You know, you keep talking yourself out of having problems so that you can prolong your procrastinating. Ooh, did that just hit home for you? Maybe. Maybe. I know it sounds familiar to me. (laughs) Okay, the next stage is burnout itself. This is when your symptoms become critical. Critical. Okay? (laughs) Being burnt out is like, it's it's a big thing, you know? It's not like, like I think a lot of people say they're burnt out when they're not. When you experience true, genuine burnouts, you'll be like, okay, this is different. This is different than what I've felt in the past. But I'm also not, like, minimizing your levels of stress and your experience because it's different for everyone, you know? When you're used to high levels of stress or a uncontrolled environment especially growing up in one in a home that's chaotic that is maybe abusive maybe just messy all around for lack of a better word then stress overwhelm it might be a little bit more manageable for you because you feel you have control in those situations for me personally I grew up in a pretty chaotic household So when things aren't chaotic for me now, I feel like something's wrong. And then I invite chaos into the picture because I feel like I'll have more control when it's there. (sighs) That is something I'm working through in therapy every week. (laughs) But um, yeah, stress looks different for everyone. So do not compare your stress with another's another's with yours, vice versa, you know what I'm saying. So, symptoms that you have reached burnouts. Let's just start with social isolation. You don't want to be around anybody because you're too tired to even just like have a conversation with someone or to pull yourself together to just like be in a room with someone. It it doesn't even have to do with how you look and getting ready to be with someone sometimes it's just like being with someone sounds too tiring too hard you have a lot of self-doubt you're constantly talking yourself down you have no optimism whatsoever no hope no excitement or anticipation for anything you just kind of doubt any idea that comes forth to you or that even comes to mind you just talk yourself out of it really quick maybe you feel empty inside maybe you feel a little empty maybe you have a desire to move away from your problems 
to move to a different town, start fresh. Move away from your work, move away from your friends, move away from your family. Maybe you want to leave your partner because you feel like you're not making them happy. You feel that you don't have enough energy to do what they need you to do. You feel that they put pressure on you to change. When the truth is, is like, obviously they don't want you to change who you are. But your partner might be worried about you. Because they see something's up. They see that you've isolated yourself and locked yourself in your little bubble. And it's not that they want you to change who you are. But they just want you to be happy. They want you to feel hopeful. To feel joy. To be more present. To get out of your little bubble. And I think when we find ourselves in that stage of being in self-isolation, when people try to, like, get us out of our bubble, we feel threatened by that. We feel like it's them telling us we need to change, that we're not good enough, that we have to put a lot of work in. And we take that as, like, a, a dig in a way. But we have to remember that they're telling us these things because it's coming from a place of love, a place of worry. And the truth is, is it's going to take work. It's going to take a lot of work to get yourself out of that bubble. To change the way that you are treating yourself. And that work's not going to be fun. It's not going to be pretty. But it's up to you if you want to put that work in. So that you can benefit yourself and benefit others. And it doesn't mean fundamentally you have to change as a person. But sometimes it does mean you need to put in a little bit of work. Take care of yourself and start to show up. And you can do this slow with baby steps, you know. It doesn't have to just be like a (sighs) quick fix. So those are some common symptoms of burnout. And the last stage of burnout is habitual burnout. And this kind of means that the symptoms of burnout are just so deeply embedded in your life that you're probably going to develop an ongoing mental, physical, or emotional problem. Maybe you develop deep depression or chronic sadness, chronic mental or physical fatigue. There is such thing as burnout syndrome too. And, um, you know, it's scary. It's scary how advanced burnout can really go. Like, like how far it can go. How much damage it can do. I think sometimes we ask, like, how how does one get so depressed? And a lot of times it's because of burnout. So how can you prevent burnout? What can you do 
to support yourself, to show up for yourself? How can you intervene when you start feeling these new emotions of stress, of forgetfulness, of anxiety, of anger and irritability? How can you intervene and and push those away? For me sometimes, like I said, conflict is comfortable for me sometimes. When I feel conflict or tensions or insecurities arise, especially in my relationship, sometimes I welcome those feelings instead of dismissing them and I hang on to them for too long, for an unnecessary amount of time because I don't know, it makes me feel in control for some messed up reason and so I've been really working on just dismissing those insecure thoughts whenever they come to my mind and realizing that they're just thoughts they're just thoughts you know it's just that little voice in my head and I have to remember that that little voice in my head is not me it's really not I think for me a way that I really work at preventing my burnout is to just stop myself from overthinking. So yeah, whenever those thoughts come in my mind, I just have to let them go right through. Don't hang on to any of them for too long. Obviously, your mind's powerful and it's good to think about things. Really think about things. But overthinking things that you don't even need to overthink, that can tire you out a lot. Another thing you can do is just really sit down, write down a list of everything that you're doing right now for work, for school, for fun, for other people, people you're in relationships with. Write down just everything. Write down about how much time you put into all of those areas reevaluate ask yourself how much time you wish you could put into those areas or maybe which areas are you spending too much time in you know and then ask yourself what new things you want to bring into your life that maybe will help you to release stress maybe that's working out maybe that is meditating maybe it's reading maybe it's watching tv because you don't watch tv and you wish you had some time to just sit down and And actually be present and watch TV and not feel shame for being unproductive. So really write things down. Ask yourself if maybe you have too much on your plate. There's a chance you do. And sometimes it's a lot easier said than done to take things off your plate. So you have to chip away at it, little by little. Or you have to make an extreme cut and take something big out. Maybe that's cutting your job. But know that you don't have to quit your job to fix that problem of being overwhelmed. Maybe you just need to voice to someone. Maybe your boss, your manager co-worker, anyone, how stressed you are, ask for advice, ask for guidance. 
tell them I'm coming to you because I have reached an extreme level of stress and it's affecting my quality of work, my relationship with myself, my overall energy, and I would love to hear what you think I should do so that I can be a better worker and also just feel healthier mentally. And trust me, when you go to people and you open up to them about these things, they will find, like, they'll be in awe of you. That you're going out of your way and actually, like, standing up for yourself and your mental health. Especially in today's time, mental health is so important and top of mind to a lot of people. It's widely talked about. And so I wouldn't be afraid of bringing it to someone's attention if that is what you feel like you need to do. But you do, maybe you just need to quit your job. Maybe you need to find a different job and then put in your two weeks and change jobs. That's what I did, and uh, it's going pretty good for me so far. I kind of um, have a little bit too much on my plate currently because I'm also tutoring and nannying a couple days a week, and then I'm working in a restaurant, and then I'm in school full-time, got finals coming up. I'm about to go to Palm Springs when I've got finals coming up, and that wasn't really planned the best way, but it's one of my best friend's birthdays, so is what it is. I'm gonna make it work. It's gonna be fun. I just have to be smart about getting ahead and studying now, but uh, yeah. Yeah, what are we even talking about anymore? Oh, yeah. Um, maybe you need to get help from a therapist. I'm not going to tell you what to do or give you medical advice because I can't do that. I'm not <laughs> fit to do that, but I highly recommend going and seeing a therapist if you have reached a chronic level of stress or burnout. I highly recommend that you just invite positive emotions into your everyday. Create routine, create consistency. Set yourself up for success. Give yourself three things to do every morning, every afternoon, every night. Just three little things to check off to provide some consistency to your everyday. Even if it's just things you do when you're at home. They don't have to be big. It can just be like drinking water, praying or meditating and eating breakfast for during the middle of the day it could be stretching for five minutes drinking another big glass of water and doing some deep breathing and then at night it can be maybe lighting a candle and reading for 15 minutes and drinking a cup of tea and massaging your feet I don't know <laughs> can be little things but just bring some consistency into your everyday because during those little moments when you're doing those things you'll feel a lot more grounded there's something that's so grounding about having routines consistent routines those little things you're checking off every day especially things that are um little things where you're taking care of yourself where you're getting connected to yourself 
and your mind and just like calming down. And so I highly recommend you do that. Be consistent with that. Try to be a little bit more creative, maybe. Maybe make some new recipes. Maybe draw or paint. Just take on a new hobby. Find a little outlet because doing creative things like that will make you want to be creative in your everyday, just doing your mundane things. Maybe reach out to a friend. Let them know how they can be there for you. Let them know maybe what comments that they make sometimes are triggering for you during this time. If you're someone in extreme burnout and you need help getting out, just support from your friends, tell them how they can show up for you, okay? Maybe, let's be honest, maybe you need to drink a little bit less or smoke a little less because you're be a little you're being a little dependent on those things to help you escape from your stress or fatigue or overwhelm so maybe you need to tell your friends to be more supportive and not do those things around you or encourage those things all right so i think that's all i'm going to get into with this just cuz i i don't want to take any longer any more of your time but thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode was a little beneficial for you to listen to. Whether you have burnout or not, it is so important to know these stages, the symptoms of each stage, and how you can intervene, how you can cut in and just reduce the symptoms that you do have wherever you're at. So share this episode with someone who you think would benefit from listening and let me know what you think. Send me a DM. I don't know, maybe leave a review. That would be cool. I don't think I have many reviews on this podcast, so (laughs) I'd really appreciate getting a couple. Um, Selfishly, I'm asking (laughs) if you haven't left a review Especially if you're an avid listener and you're listening to all my episodes, I really want to know that, like, that's you. Because this episode or this podcast is still so new, and I know not that many people are listening. And so it would be nice to know, like, who is out there listening. (laughs) All right, I'm done. I'm done. All right, you guys, enjoy the rest of your week. And I hope you enjoyed your long Memorial Day weekend. I will be releasing a new guided meditation this week, so keep an eye out for that. And I love you guys so much. See you next time. Ciao for now.